0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for choosing Pilot Program. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts and put your tray tables in the upright and locked position. Enjoy your flight.
1: Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me. Good afternoon, passengers. This is your Captain
0: Chase Kennecke speaking. The date is April 25th, 2023. Uh, It's 66 degrees outside and it is mostly cloudy here in uh, St. Louis. It's actually, it was like a low of 36. I was about to uh, de-winterize my sprinklers because I'm a homeowner now and I get to say shit like that. You have sprinklers? Um, I do, I do. Uh, That's very fancy. It, also, not like very a,
2: environmentally conscious, but
0: you oh, do you. So, yeah, you live so, far, so far, they've been winterized for the last uh, six months, and uh, I was about to de-winterize them, and then I was like, well, it's getting down to the fucking 30s. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll keep this on another week uh, and not touch them, and just keep watching TV and playing video games instead.
2: You could just not <laughs> touch them anyway. You don't have I to could
0: I could I don't know the person I bought this house from was very proud of the backyard um, that they've put like a bunch of plants and water features and shit and it's like I just this seems like a pain in the ass I kind of wish it was just no. grass
2: <laughs> you gotta send me a picture of this backyard because now I'm intrigued
0: it's it's not that special but it's just it's more effort than it's worth uh, it. anyway <laughs> anyway hi this is pilot program this is episode nine Wow! Almost to double digits, which there's, God than us all. Many, Lasted there's longer as than many I it pilot program episodes as there are mainline Star Wars movies.
2: That's how I measure time, and
0: and just space. and just as many good <laughs> ones, right? <laughs> In that uh, we've made uh, Oh, and that we've and made, made three good ones. We've made three, <laughs> like three and a half. I'll, I'll give the Star Wars movies uh, some some credit there and say they've made. Half of a good one. I can't tell you where that half is. It might be the other six that equal one half the th- of a good okay, movie. Okay, so
2: here's the thing: the three good uh-huh. Star Wars movies are yes. Empire Strikes Back, okay, Return of the Jedi, sure, and Rogue One. The half that you're talking about, well, is is just the pod racing in, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that, that was definitely not where I was going to go. Um, I mean, four five, four five, six, I think is the, is the easy call. And then I don't know. I thought, I thought seven had some good stuff in it until I realized, Oh God, it's just, it, they're just it's doing the same, same thing. One. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I also felt duped because I got sucked in <sighs> and I walked out of that theater being, like this idiot. I don't know. Like, I, I, had, I had a pretty good time with eight uh, of like, okay, I, I like the the kill your past uh, stuff. Like that's that's all good. And then I didn't really like Leia float, floating around. You know what? This is not this is not the forum for that. Some no, someday we'll do Andor not. or some bullshit yeah. or Clone Wars, and then we'll Metal talk Lord. about our complete star wars movie. no we're never doing mandalorian i oh, never, okay. we, we can i don't i don't care <laughs> we have to do
2: every episode uh,
0: that's true that you're right we have things. to do every, every television series. show ever made so someday we will get to that young sheldon uh it just won't be today uh instead we're going to talk about the 1996 nickelodeon classic keenan and Kel, which i'm uh extremely excited to talk to you about yeah. pierce Um, Let me ask you before we do that though Have you watched any more of our previous show Deadwood
2: I didn't, no I think like 90% of the times you ask me this question I'm going to say no
0: Yeah, but I'm going to ask it every time anyway Did you? Did you watch (laughs) any more? I really wanted to But as we talked about uh, On that episode It is uh, very difficult to Get a hold of uh, By unsavory means and uh, we were we were talking about HBO Max on the last episode. And, now, and now HBO Max doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's fucking Max. I was I was hovering. I was hovering over the button that said, do you want to buy HBO Max? And then uh, one of my friends sent me a text. It was like, yeah, it's called Max now. And, and sent me the article. And I went, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you. You're not getting my money. I'm, not, I'm it, not doing yeah. this.
2: They named it after the Grinch's dog and <laughs> yeah i'm I sure think that was it
0: i i don't think it's an improvement to take away the the thing that gives you credibility but sure, i think it is whatever. pretty
2: crazy yeah to take away hbo the home box office if you
0: will uh-huh. uh it's not
2: tv uh, it's not it's the box. <laughs> um a name that everyone has that knows for the last 40 years and yeah. and just to put a generic ass dude's name <laughs> it like i understand <laughs> yeah, it's short I for mean... maximum or something but seriously <laughs> it's a person's name that you're naming it
0: i mean i don't i don't want to get too inside baseball here i understand where somebody goes oh it's you know hbo yes it is a premium brand but it's also a brand known about known for its swearing and it's you know it's violence and it's real sex and taxicab confession shit and we can't we can't have our nice discovery shows or whatever uh be put be put on this stuff and to that, I say, I don't know. I think a lot of people also associate HBO with uh, Sesame Street because they had all the Sesame Street stuff there on HBO Max for a while. I, I don't know. H- HBO is a respected brand. Max is fucking nothing. Uh, yeah. you, you, you did I a dumb. I, 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 don't, I don't like, like sanding
2: down the edges of everything and just making yeah. everything seem like oatmeal. Like Not everything needs to be Netflix slash Hulu yeah. and like appeal to everyone. I like that HBO has appealed to adults but we're not yeah. talking about an adult show
0: this episode. Uh, that's true, that's true. And and to to make the the longer story short, uh I had a friend who was like, "I have the first season on DVD. I'll just let you borrow it." So I I will eventually get those those discs of Deadwood and watch the the first scene, the season of Deadwood. Um and then I'll I'll probably put down the money and and get Max anyway, but um for now, a little bit of rebellion. So, Stick uh it down. I, I, have you watched, uh, you know, I haven't asked this before. Have you watched any television shows, any, any newish television shows? What does is, what is Pierce watch when he's not watching whatever we're watching for Pilot Program?
2: Uh, I am basic as hell, so I'm rewatching The Office. Um, and wow. I'm also watching uh, live, and every single Thursday, the best part of my Thursday is the new Vanderpump Rules, the reality show on Bravo.
0: All right. Listen, well.
2: I'm a, I'm a <sighs> man with taste. A high class man.
0: I feel like, like we, we had we had an air of authority on this on this podcast that we know a little bit about television and we were gonna tell people about it. And now after hearing the shows that you watch, I feel like we've lost that credibility.
2: I am a father with a demanding <laughs> job. I watch when i do sit down to watch tv i'm mostly watching basketball right now because it's playoff season sure um so it's a lot of like turning my brain off and watching very athletic people com- like compete and be
0: just i get that i mean i watch baseball uh, so i'm yeah. i'm also uh <laughs> very prone to just Sitting and zoning out while something is vaguely happening in front of me, uh, as is the case with baseball. I love baseball, by the way, but I I can admit that it is it is boring. I don't care how many pitch clocks or new rules you add. (laughs) It's I love the game, but it is still slow and boring as hell, Um, which is why I like watching it on TV, because then I can do something else while it's happening. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's that's fine. I mean, you don't you don't have to you don't have to watch a bunch of cool TV shows. Not that I'm watching cool TV shows. I, I finished Mandalorian. Um, I watched the the this last season of Party Down, which is a, a really good comedy show. They did the kind of reunion season, and I thought that was great. Um, I mean, because I'm because I'm a weeb, uh, I've been watching the new Gundam Witch from Mercury show uh, and been enjoying that quite a bit. We haven't done anime yet. I, I told you we wouldn't do anime until we at least got to ten episodes. So. I'm holding to it. maybe (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we'll get there, though. Uh, Anyway, yes. Let's talk about Keenan and Kel, because as much as we've done a little preamble here, I am. I am pretty excited about Keenan and Kel. Uh, Keenan and Kel first aired July 15th, 1996 on the aforementioned Nickelodeon. Uh, The showrunner is Kim uh, Kim Bass. Kim Bass. Bass, Yeah, I think. uh, Yeah, I'm going to say say Bass. Um, he also created Sister Sister, and he was a writer on In Living Color. So, hey, we've got some connective tissue from some a previous show. episode okay. of Pilot Program. Um, Pierce, would you like to give us the premise of what Keenan and Kel's about? Sure. Keenan and
2: Kel is a Nickelodeon sitcom. It's a spinoff of a Nickelodeon sketch comedy show called All That, of which both Keenan Thompson and Cal Mitchell were original cast members. In Keenan and Kel, the pair play best friends living in Chicago who deal with their young adult issues in the form of seemingly normal schemes that always end up turning absurd. The show centers around Keenan's family, as well as his workplace, Rigby's, run by his boss, Chris. Keenan often plays the straight man to Kel's more over-the-top physical comedy. Did you ever watch uh, All That back in the day? I did, yeah. It wasn't something that I like set my clock to, but... It, mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Nickelodeon when I was growing up, and all that was among the reruns at that point. Um, yes, yeah. when did all that stop airing?
0: Stop airing? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. Oh no! it had, had p- a revival at one point. Yeah. So like oh, it, was, it was on the air like a lot, a lot later, like in the 2010s. I think. I think even Kel, Keenan, and Kel were part of. Oh god! You're like right. executive producers. Nineteen ninety four.
2: Two thousand. 2020 okay uh so yeah. th- never mind uh i watched all that during the late 90s which could you have been watched, live episodes. you watched the first cast
0: you like you yeah watched exactly. the original yeah. all that cast yeah. uh yeah. as did i as did yeah. I. I i enjoyed all that i think at that time i was probably more interested in cartoons and i, wa- I was watching nickelodeon because it was the one with the cartoons on it and i was watching and... cartoon
2: network because it had dexter's lab we
0: didn't get events. cartoon network i was oh, so just dis- like that that was the bummer there. for me we have my cable p- package had nickelodeon but not cartoon network so anytime i would go on a vacation and got to the hotel all i'd want to do is watch tv because then i'd get to watch dexter's lab traveling and girls and all that <laughs> yeah i was like oh shit look at all that i can watch cow and chicken holy shit <laughs> um looking forward to the cow and chicken episode of a pilot program someday um but, yeah, so, like, Nickelodeon, I mean, I was watching Rugrats and, and shit like that. Yeah. Rocket, rocket power. Great show. Um, but, uh, but all that was something that was like, oh, when it's on, I guess I'll watch it. But it's, like, I was I was definitely hoping for cartoons when I went to Nickelodeon. Um, so I never watched, like, their other, other live-action programming, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or Hey, Dude. Um, I guess some of the game show stuff. Like, I watched some Double Dare and some sure. shit like that. But... Uh, Nickelodeon Guts. Oh, Guts. That's was Legends time. of the
2: Hidden Temple on? Uh,
0: uh, I mean, I, I know it was. I don't remember watching a lot of it, which seems weird because I'm usually kind of the video game guy. But that one, I just, I did, I, that one must have missed me. Um, but Keanu and Kel kind of came out of, like, both both of those guys were on All That. Yeah. And they they i guess the the executive producers or somebody at nickelodeon saw these two hanging out having a good time they didn't know each other before all that but then they they just kind of got this instant rapport and some of those executives saw and was like maybe we can build something out of this uh-huh. and so they were the the first spin-off uh not certainly not the last uh but they were the first spin-off of here are some people from all that, and we're going to give them their own show and see what happens. And it ended up being pretty darn popular. And I would say kind of built, I mean, we'll get to it when it comes to like the legacy, which will come much later, but you get something like the Amanda show with Amanda Bynes, mm-hmm. um, and, and plenty of others, uh, like the all that alumni went on to do lots of things for Nickelodeon a- as well as other things. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about who, was in Keenan and Kel. Uh, we'll start with Keenan. His name comes up first, so we'll talk about him. <laughs> Keenan Thompson, also known as Keenan Rockmore, in this show. Uh, this is not his first thing, nor is all that his no, first thing. He was Russ Tyler in not in not D one, but D two and D three, the Mighty Ducks. Mm. Um, you you might know him as the Master of the Knuckle Puck back then. Man, those are those are some good movies. Good movies. Good. We, we, movies. we won't
2: do any podcasts on mighty ducks but no not a bad spinoff podcast of our show <laughs>
0: <laughs> um he also played fat albert in the 2004 film adaptation fat albert um and then of course the the thing we know him best as is he's been a saturday night live cast member since 2003 he, in fact he is the longest serving cast member ever uh still going that's so wild
2: i in in doing research for this to me in my mind he was he joined the cast in like 2012 or something and like i knew he was there for a while but 2003 that's crazy i know and good for him i mean
0: yeah get that bag yeah, he, but also like he, do, he does a, he does so a much great talent. job there yeah, yeah. so uh, much talent. he he plays the straight man quite a bit uh but he also has uh, a number of memorable characters um i mean black jeopardy is one that that comes up uh to me pretty immediately as as the host of black jeopardy uh i like Reese to what uh, <laughs> uh he's just he does some good stuff there and then uh of course uh as as is a pilot program rule if you have your own show we have to talk about it uh he plays keenan williams in the 2021 to 20 2022 show keenan which he is also an executive producer Uh, that show didn't last obviously but you got a show named after you and i love it uh and then we have kel kel mitchell uh plays kel kimball in keenan and kel he is ed in good burger which also stars keenan uh and i think that's really the the impetus of why we are talking about keenan and kel today is that there is news that a good burger 2 is in development and is supposedly coming maybe later this summer or they're shooting it later this summer um so that's it's got keenan and Kel back in the news and uh and i just have some keenan and kell nostalgia so i wanted to go back and watch this show uh but ed from good burger is one of his his main characters that's something that was built out of all that as well uh, he is also the voice of T-Bone in the 2000 to 2003 version of Clifford the Big Red Dog, uh, and he got nominated for two Daytime Emmys for that for that role, Good which uh, I feel like. I mean I don't feel like there there's articles out there that are like, whatever happened to Kel? Like obviously we know what happened to Keenan. He's on S N L every every Saturday. But uh did Kel just disappear? Uh, like no, he was doing he was doing voice actor work. He's apparently big on Twitter. Um and he's like he's been around. He's just not been in the exact spot like like Keenan has. Um and so you get a lot of that where is he? And he's like, I don't yeah. know. He's, he's working. He's a, he's an actor comedian. He's doing there fine. are many
2: roads to Rome.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, he also has like, he's, he's become like a youth pastor and he's, he's doing, he's doing lots of stuff, but okay. now they're kind of coming back with good burger too. And I'm like, okay, it, all right, sure. Yeah. Hey man, I'll, I'll take it. Um, and then let's see. He uh, finished in second place on the 28th season of Dancing with the Stars. There's been so 28 seasons of that? There's, Where does there's the been time way more than 28 seasons. Oh my god. And it's not it's not that it's been on for 28 years. It's that they do multiple seasons a year. I've, so there's there's Googling just a lot. so
2: much in this episode, much more than I
0: expected. <laughs> to do. Uh yeah, there's a ton of Dancing with the Stars. So like weirdly, uh, my she mom has climb, probably yeah. seen kell kell mitchell in something since i have like i'm like i haven't seen Kel in anything and and she could go like oh was he was he the one on dancing with the stars and like i guess I, I don't know sure um and then like i said he also became a youth pastor in 2019 at the spirit food christian center in los angeles so good for him uh keenan's father roger rockmore is played by ken forhe he played a Peter Washington in 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Great uh, and he's kind and he's kind of like a cult uh horror guy like he's he's worshipped in horror circles or like is is the guy you get for horror stuff and it's very weird to see uh this large stern black man uh who's just like oh yeah hey uh i know you know me from the horror shit but also uh i'm just in this kid's uh this kid's sitcom i mean
2: he plays (laughs) a very good tv dad as well he's extremely good with like horror films having bit parts in like them all basically being tv dads because they're mostly yeah. two-dimensional <laughs>
0: uh, he is certainly my favorite character in the show uh and it's it's so good but um let's see what else has he done he's played two different guest spots in night rider one is a guy named denton and then one is a guy named spider-man and i did i purposely did not look up what this means whether he actually Uh. i mean it's it's spelled spider hyphen man like like the fucking marvel character so did you have this incredibly big broad black man playing spider man i cannot imagine or is that just like did night Rider make up some guy named spider man and just the copyright didn't matter like what i don't know I don't know what don't happened. Know, we there. haven't done
2: the episode on Night Rider yet, so we don't really know the whole.
0: Game well, with that I story. don't I don't think it was episode one, but uh, no, it yeah,
2: it looks like it was
0: pretty <laughs> far into the series. Uh, uh, he also played Big Joe Grizzly in 2007's Halloween movie. And uh, like I said, he's kind of a horror legend. He's got a horror festival that is named after him called 4 Fest. Uh, that's, oh, that's that's nice. happened a few times. And then he's also referenced in Shaun of the Dead. Shaun works at uh, a, a business called Four He Electronics. So like he's he's big enough that's where amazing. he's gotten tributes. Like that's, that's so it's nuts to me. That's very and, cool like,
2: Easter eggs. He's big enough to get Easter eggs.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side of the coin, you have uh, T.L. Uh, Marchand. She plays Cheryl Rockmore, Keenan's mom. Uh, Wikipedia only lists six roles for her in total. And Keenan and Kel takes up two of them because they made a movie at the end of Kenan and Kel that is like its own thing. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, near the end. But um, like none of her other roles got much are of much importance like they they aren't big roles or anything they aren't even on things that i knew uh, or had heard of but uh more importantly for her she is married to washington at that time it was redskins now it's commanders uh linebacker raven caldwell and she lives in la she just doesn't act anymore so good for her so you got like horror legend uh, Ken Forhey and then she's over here going like, I don't know, like, I'm I'm married I, and I have a family and things are fine.
2: Awesome about that, yeah. Like, I you, think it's great. You're in this one iconic role, and then you just live your life.
0: Yeah, in relative obscurity. I love that. Sounds sounds good to me. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about two other supporting characters here. Vanessa Baden plays Kira Rockmore. She is Kenan's sister, little sister. Uh, she played Vanessa on Nick Jr.'s Gullah Gullah Island, which I was a little too old for at that point. But I remember hearing about Gullah Gullah Island. And apparently like that, that show took went on forever. Uh, and she's on like 45 episodes of that. Uh, She also plays Journey on a web series called Giants, which she uh, is a writer and producer for. She was also nominated for two daytime Emmys and won one for the series itself. Uh, Giants, I I looked a little bit into it. I think it's about um, it's about black culture. And I think it's about Hollywood and and how Hollywood affects black culture, um, which sounds sounds pretty cool. Cool. Uh, and then finally, Dan Frischman plays Chris Potter. He is Kenan's boss at Rigby's. Um, he has been Carl Roxy Price on an episode of The Facts of Life. He uh, was Arvid Engen in on Head of the Class, which is a show I am unfamiliar with, but I seem to remember is popular. Uh, more important for us, he is, quote unquote, guy on phone in the Seinfeld episode, The Mom and Pop Store. Pierce do you remember the mom and pop store and do you remember guy on phone from that not episode? Really? I do not. So, know. so I'll tell you, uh I think when you're when your title is guy on phone, I kind of expect you just to be a voice. Uh no, he he shows up. Like you see him and you're like oh, "Fuck, that's Chris from Keenan and Kel." Um mom and pop store is is where like kramer tells jerry that this mom and pop store that that uh cleans shoes does shoe repair mm-hmm. like they're on hard times and jerry you gotta help him out so he's like all right i don't know take over some sneakers and kramer takes over all of his sneakers which means jerry has to walk around in cowboy boots that's right um but then mom and pop, because uh, I guess uh, Kramer also tries to, quote unquote, help them by saying, hey, you should j- get this uh, these loose electrical wires looked at. And they're like, I don't know. We've been here 40 years. It hasn't been a problem. But uh, they call some guy and he's like, oh, yeah, this wiring's fucked. You need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get this fixed. And He's like, what do you mean? We've been here 40 years. It's never been a problem. Damn that Kramer. So they have to close up and they steal all of Jerry's shoes. Uh, As they leave And then Chris uh, I'm sorry, Dan, Dan Frishman uh, Chris Potter, guy on phone uh, (laughs) Calls Jared And he's like, hey um, uh, Hi, I was at a yard sale And they're selling all of your sneakers And it's uh, (laughs) I I think it's very funny Um, They they took it to a yard sale In uh, Parsippany, New Jersey Pierce, have you ever been to Parsippany? You're in that area Uh, I've never been to
2: Parsippany, but I'm familiar with it yeah
0: okay well uh fun story Freshman asked jerry to if he could change the name of the place in the script from Persephone to his hometown which is whippany um which is very close to Persephone. uh but jerry said no whippany doesn't sound like the name of a real town
2: <laughs> jerry like jerry seinfeld has <laughs> such an, uh, or an ear for the english language in, yeah in especially how it like people interpret it uh all over mm-hmm. the country he's completely right in this
0: situation like Persephone he, he sounds is. like a town
2: and whippany does not
0: and and i think Persephone sounds funnier funnier right? yeah exactly yeah and and as a comedian sometimes you just have to go with the funnier word yeah. and uh and i'm glad they did even though the story would have been nice episode. if they switched to some town Um, I didn't remember that episode either. I had to go back and rewatch that episode because it doesn't take, it doesn't take much for me to have to go half quote unquote, have to go watch another episode of Seinfeld. Uh, So that was fun. Anyway, let's get into the show. Uh, Do you want to do a synopsis of this very pilot?
2: Yeah. All right. Hit me. Episode one of Keenan and Kel follows two middle-class teenagers living in Chicago in the mid nineties. Despite being under the age of 16, the pals attempt to buy a car through increasingly preposterous and desperate means which leads them into a tricky legal situation
0: all right let's get into it uh first thing we have to talk about is it's the first thing the the theme song or do they do the theme curtain song, yeah. first you know yeah, we love a right. theme
2: song uh, we love a this, theme song here we love it uh and this one is done by none other than coolio hell yeah which unexpected it's the 90s baby yeah there was a there was a first like flash of Coolio and with his braids and everything and I was like is that old dirty bastard? <laughs> but then they, they they like focused on his face and I was like Oh right, that's Coolio. Yeah. Uh, but which is just kind of wild. I mean it's a it's a preteen show a te- a teenage show but I liked that Coolio was in this part. It it's, it made him seem more family friendly as well.
0: Yeah. It's I I think it's a great theme song. It is. Yeah. And yet. I think I mean, it's not it's not quite Fresh Prince of Bel-Air level. Like, I don't remember the sure. words like I remember the words to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But uh, I think there are some good lyrics in here and it is a good song. The the video, like the opening video feels extremely incongruous with the show itself in that the the opening is like them At Universal Studios, because obviously they just needed to film this where they where they were, where they were. And like, okay, we're already at Nickelodeon Studios in Orlando, Florida. uh, So let's just shoot it here. But it's shot like a like a hip hop rap music video. And then you get to the actual show like they're in they're in a car with hydraulics and they're bouncing up and down with Coolio in the car and talking about how cool they are. The and then the show starts and they're just dumb fucking teenagers yeah i think
2: it is sort of like a cliche rap video from that time. it's it's very aspirational it's very braggadocious yeah. but at the same time yeah and then they they switch to it and keenan and kel are just dorks they're like yeah. like teenage dorks that are very relatable but so far away from <laughs> what coolio is rapping
0: about like also as much as uh as much as i do like the song uh are, are kids supposed to get some of these references like he mentions the hardy boys at one point he mentions nancy drew i guess nancy drew is I think so is, yeah yeah I think about the Scholastics
2: uh, <laughs> book fair during the the mid 90s and, and late 90s like the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew were everywhere at
0: that time. Yeah, I mean, he also mentions Magic and Kareem when he's talking about like, oh, these dynamic duos, and I'm like, I'm like, we're in '96, like this is peak know, Bulls dynasty. Kind of yeah, you, that's true. You, you could have done, you could have done Jordan and Pippin. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it doesn't roll off the tongue as well, but uh, it's. It's fucking Michael Jordan and Scottie Pivot. I think sure. they're a little bit more important, more relevant, I mean, to, to this audience. Uh, but OK, whatever. It's a, um, great, it's, it's a
2: fun theme song, and it it sets the tone of being sort of like this upbeat show as well. Yeah. I think it at least gets you in the good mood.
0: And speaking of setting up the show and and doing this kind of table setting, they they do that. I I wrote something maybe a little too high minded and then like, oh, they're kind of going for a Shakespeare thing here, Uh, which, again, I I don't I think that might be a little unfair. (laughs) Um, But they it it starts with Keenan in front of a curtain addressing the audience. And kind of they they have a little sketch that they do and is, oh, where's where's Kel? And Kel shows up and yeah. he's interrupting and he's uh, brash and he's wearing... a a big sequin jacket and trying to get people's attention and showing fireworks and shit like that. And Keenan's like, Hey, we're just trying to tell people about like what the show's about. Uh, but it does, it does have a bit of a Shakespearean quality of like, Hey, what is this episode going to be about? Let's kind of set it up for you a little bit. And then we'll, we'll actually let it happen. So you can kind of get in the headspace before you're ready to, to watch the actual show happen in front of you. But so many sketch
2: comedy shows have that. Like we saw that in in, in Living Color. Yeah, like, but Saturday I mean, Live they has one. They don't sort have of
0: Fly Girls conference. going up here. It's not like it, it's not like they're saying, "Hey, we got a great show for you." Sierra's here, or whatever. It's I don't know why Sierra's what Sierra's the doing. one I pulled out yeah. of the hat. It's not though. It's not. I I think it's it's much more. Hey, we're setting up what the episode is going to be. Let's have a fun little sketch. Uh, and it's less of them doing. Uh, like a Saturday Night Live monologue, I, I feel like those are different things.
2: Different things, but I do think they are banking on the the recognizability. Is that the word I'm looking for? Of the two stars, close and enough. Like let, let's let's introduce them as the people that you know, which is the people from all that, and yeah. let them do their thing on stage. And and I'll say, and what I said in the notes also is Keenan is magnetic on that stage in that opening. Like he is such a good MC, such a good host. That yeah, he seems so seasoned beyond his years, and he is because he's been on TV for a long time. But he's like 18 at this point, 19, and mm-hmm. he seems just born for stardom. He should be hosting the Oscars at some
0: point. I mean, there there are some. I mean, there are certainly some hiccups, and there's certainly some. I don't know, first show jitters, or, or I mean, it is not like they are putting on this perfect show but i think you just see the raw talent of both of these guys and especially the chemistry between them and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about one scene in particular where that that shines yeah. the brightest but there there is I, I think you're right there is certainly a hey wow like this kid's got something like yeah it's a little it's a little rough around the edges but like damn these these two know what they're doing they, yeah. they can get laughs they can talk to an audience they can like they've they've got they've got it they've like there's a charisma here that that is undeniable. Um, so let's get into the show. Uh, it starts with uh, Keenan working it, at Rigby's, right? And they're uh and they're talking about how they uh, they're they're trying to go find a car. I, I don't. I guess I don't understand why they're looking for a car. It, I it think feels... so.
2: Uh, there's
0: something about the
2: economy of the script that I actually really enjoyed, and mm-hmm. there. It basically, they, t- they took the premise that like cars are very important to the freedom of a teenager, and Absolutely. they need a car. And like, I actually don't think a lot needed to be explained beyond that to understand that they want a car. I thought what was funny, and what is a sign of the times, is that Keenan is working at Rigby's, which is like a convenience store bodega type thing. He's a cashier, stock boy. And mm-hmm. Kel just doesn't have a job. <laughs> and it's yeah. very quaint. And he just, think...
0: comes, comes he just comes in to, to hang out with yeah. his friends, Which like, I did yeah, all the just... time
2: with all my friends with their dumb jobs. But I think it's very quaint and funny that it's even possible for these two kids who are from like middle class families to just buy a car in the mid nineties with a yeah. part-time job with one part-time job. Um, well, so I n- think that the was my first
0: were for uh, the nineties were a much uh, more prosperous time than, days, huh? uh, than now. Yes. The time where you could buy a car with a, uh, with a part-time job. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's, it's a little bit cinema sensing uh, a kid's television show, but the idea of, Hey, these two kids who, uh, are maybe 15, maybe, maybe not even 15. I think they're supposed to be 15. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like they, uh, so they like don't, maybe they have learners it, but... permits, I guess. Correct. Yeah. But, but the idea for me is like, y- if you're too young to have a car, wh- what do you guys think you're going to do with this car? It's kind of, it's like the dog catching the, the, uh, no. the mail truck. I'm like, what are you going to do with it when you this get is, it?
2: This is also the nineties where people didn't get in trouble for these crimes like no one got canceled in the 90s
0: they also seem to seem to be like oh we're gonna share this car 50 50 i don't know how that works either because you don't have friends Uh, i guess i I don't know why i'm such
2: an apologist for this show but i i looking at your notes and looking at my notes i was much more positive than you
0: were I, i well i mean I love the show. I'm I'm gonna say that. I have I have some some things that bug me from a, a narrative logical standpoint, but I'm ha- I'm having a good time while I'm watching this, and I knew I I know that like eight year old me was also having a great time as he watched this. Um, but I don't know. I, I come at it as a 33 year old guy, and I go, "What? The, like, how? How are you going to pay for the insurance?" If like the, pre- ha- the premise if, made sense ha-
2: to me in that, like, and, and this is a very kid thing to do, where it's like, "I want a thing," and maybe this is a very 90s thing to do, also, "I want a thing," and there's a number of like ways I'm going to try to get it, and how what follows in the next five minutes essentially is a series of get rich quick schemes that Mm -hmm. i remember having thoughts about but never really following through on as a kid in the 90s also and that so
0: so let's run through like how they think they're gonna they're gonna hit pay dirt here and afford this car because uh the first thing is well keenan keenan has some money from his job but but certainly not enough to to make this happen he's trying to get like an advance from chris that's not gonna happen um and and is the it's the it's a mom and the kid come in and they're buying this cereal called Google puffs and again this is 1996 <laughs> um, yep. google hasn't happened yet like yeah. the search engine so yeah. <laughs> extremely funny to see in 2023 and you're like wow they they had it they you yep. just copyright that and now and now you own the search engine right that's that's how that works <laughs> uh there, there's your get rich quick scheme you can you can buy a bunch of cars with the name google uh <laughs> um but yes there's a there's a kid that comes in and wants this specific cereal because inside is a willy wonka style golden ticket that's going to get you what was it like ten, $10 thousand dollars something like that yeah. um and you know it's, it's just in, inside a box of google puffs so they decide keenan and cal kind of look at each other and like all right well uh let's uh let's open up these boxes of google puffs that we got and there's only like six boxes on the shelf in the front of the store uh and they go through those and there's nothing in there and then i, I guess they go to commercial or they cut they cut back and now there's uh, quote unquote seven hundred boxes of Google Puffs. Yeah, they're sitting on a bottle of cereal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I gotta say, again, cinema sensing this and you can you I deserve the hate for it, but I don't think a small convenience store chain should have seven hundred boxes of one single style of cereal. <laughs> if you're not. only displaying six out front, I feel like maybe You're not doing your business correctly, (laughs) but it makes for a great, it makes for a great sight gag for for sure to have just this mountain of cereal that they're sitting in. And the boss, Chris comes in and goes like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You're you violated the Google. Puffs."
2: Yeah, exactly. He explicitly says you violated the uh, Google puffs, which is the, just the word violation. It's fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. It's very funny. I mean, Chris has some of the best lines in this entire episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to talk
0: about the Skunkator?
2: Yeah, so like the next scheme that they come up with is Kel leaves some of his comic books on the counter, and Chris sees them, and says that they are valuable. They are a, a, a fictional character, a fictional combo character called Skunkator, which is quote half man, half skunk from the planet Pew. <laughs> Which is just, it still makes me laugh. It's so dumb. Um, Jerry and Seinfeld would be proud. Yep. They, they use the right language. They do. Yes. Uh, and it's the quote first scratch and sniff comic books ever to make it to the U S of a, um, so the, Chris says to them that he has an uncle that will buy these comic books at a high price. And, uh, they agree to sell them. Um, but it, it, right after that, he was like, he's trying to prove their value, I guess, to the kids, and he scratches one of the pages, and they both. <laughs> I can't get over this
0: because it's it's such hey, a good joke. Like here, here's it's, smell. A, yeah, like take yeah. take a smell, and they're like, I don't know about that. He's like, come on, play, please. Yeah, yeah. And so they both smell, and they both like recoil in absolute disgust. And then what does he say? He says, <laughs> and that's just a human half. <laughs> there which you is go. Just
2: such a good. It's, it's a good, it's good a great bit. Line. It's just a
0: great joke.
2: And it's so wholesome and like kind of showcases some of the writing chops that are on this show.
0: Y- you know, Skunkator is stupid when you think about it. And so yes, dumb. But that's part have, of the joke. Yeah, uh, But also... Is it is it that silly uh, if if the if I told you the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were a thing sure and you didn't have decades of history of knowing what those things were and that Raphael is cool but rude like you you'd go that's stupid who would ever think of something like that right. they're 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 anthropomorphic turtles who eat pizza and also like have a rat as their teacher what the fuck are you talking about um so is this any dumber than that I mean I I read sonic the hedgehog comic books as a kid and there was a character named jeffrey st john uh and he was a skunk because of course of course they were they were all little mammals in sonic the hedgehog and so like there were skunk characters in stuff like there's peppy fucking lepew uh who was popular like i don't know i think i think when you're
2: comparing uh teenage mutant turtles turtles are inherently cool uh, so are ninjas, <laughs> but like skunks are not inherently cool.
0: God, we need we need like a quote wall to just pull out. You know, like, Turtles are inherently cool. <laughs> they said are. With, said They're ancient. They have sex for like hundred
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so uh... <laughs> Chris Chris says he's gonna sell these comic books, and they think they've landed in Clover, and they go back to Kel's room uh, at his house after presumably after Keenan's room. room. Keenan's room Keenan's room at his house and um they start looking yeah, up we, on we the internet see,
0: we don't see Kel's home like, we don't I don't see Kel's home at all I, d- I mean again there's a lot of episodes there's four seasons of this show maybe they eventually show Kel's house or Kel's parents but uh it seems like a show that is built around Keenan's family and Kel just kind of shows up I mean quite a bit like a like a Steve Urkel char- type character sure. where it's oh you're kind of the annoying neighbor kid who shows up and bothers my son um i think there's some of that dynamic in there even even though it still is played as a buddy thing of like these two are kind of like an equal footing from the kid's standpoint right um, but there are they definitely are able to do the the same kind of urkel style jokes whenever they want to they can
2: yeah yeah in in keenan is like He's the one with the job. He is certainly the one that ha- comes up with the plans. Like he seems like the more responsible one of the two. And when you look at his room, he certainly has resources of some kind. Um like he looked, I mean, the, the room <clears throat> looks like a 90s kid dream. And then he has the computer, he has all the cool posters on the wall. Like he's what I imagined my room probably looked like in the 90s but didn't look like the
0: well, I mean, except you—you you had the Martin Luther King poster. I'm sure, like that was absolutely. I mean, that was definitely big for you. Everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I I also like there's a there's a feeling I have that when I come back to this show, I'm like, oh yeah, Keenan Keenan's the one who's the responsible one. He plays the straight man, and Kel's the one that gets them into the wacky situations, and and that's not exactly true. Like Keenan keenan is the shit starter he's the plan guy yeah. and and he comes up with the schemes that are definitely going to fail and Kel is Kel seems like he's more along for the ride like there's even a point where where keenan is talking about wanting the car and Kel's like i don't know what do we need a car for that that sounds like a, a way for us to get in trouble uh and keenan kind of has to talk him into it and i don't know Kel almost seems like he's just a, a decent kid In, who's innocent. kind of a doofus. Yeah. <laughs> and and Keenan is the one who's, who's stringing him along to, to do this bad shit. Um, I mean, he's not trying to be bad, but the idea of, Hey, this, 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 this is, this is the kid with all the schemes and plans and I'm just along for the ride. So that, that one did kind of surprise me. I thought Kel was the instigator on all this stuff and it really is Keenan.
2: I definitely remember the show that way as well. And I kind of was pleasantly surprised to see it different in this pilot episode and that Keenan is yeah he he has his own like I, I almost want to call it kid logic and mm-hmm. that everything that he does like it seems like it could work maybe but it has like a fatal flaw in all of it and that his best friend is always sort of his champion with him and we'll get into that trouble with him but um we'll all like they they're their dynamic is is very captivating, if only because it leads to these very absurd situations, which you mm-hmm. see right away uh, with this. In there they're all hanging out in the room and they're searching for cars online and they post a message on a message board of which is so again, very I mean, that's, quaint and that's innocent. Just, that's
0: just how we did everything. <laughs> that's back how in we the did day, it, right? yeah.
2: <laughs> that they want to buy a car in Metro Chicago and uh, a lot of people show up to the house
0: yeah excuse me the people like you're not gonna go i i get i i kind of get this in like a proto craigslist idea of like yeah sure we'll post on this message board and then we'll go get some cars but it's not them going to people's places to see their cars people are bringing their cars to keenan's house to potentially have him buy it and then what are they gonna walk home did they like did they get tickets for the train or whatever like what the fuck before we
2: before we uh, attack that leap of logic yeah. let's talk about yeah. how they'd get his family out of the house for the day in order to solicit these sales
0: yes yes i think the i think the dinner table scene is is one of the better scenes in this as well yeah um i i did mention in our notes that i feel like maybe there's a place here where they cut something for time because uh he's i, I think i think he's like oh yeah kel why don't you stay for dinner and then they're just at dinner and kel already has like a a big meatball stain on his on his shirt i thought that was and... so funny <laughs> I, I mean, I love it, but I feel like we mentioned. missed a scene. I feel like we missed a scene where where Kel uh, like messes up his shirt and also pisses off the dad because it's like the dad is pre pissed off at Kel. He's uh, he, he's pissed off at Kel because he's his son's friend staying for dinner
2: when it wasn't <laughs> planned. and then the fact that Kel has a stain on his shirt just shows yeah. the sort of slapstick humor of. Kel and that he spilled it on his shirt like it doesn't need sure. explanation and like I, I mean it's, that also, it's also a
0: kid show I, I think the kids it, are just going to be like it's just going to wash over them and they're like oh yeah just it does whatever the scene is in front of me but I, I definitely felt like I, I feel like maybe they cut a scene for time or they cut a part of a scene for for time for this, which I think is interesting because I I also feel we'll talk about it later. But I feel like there's almost two episodes of a show in here that they have mashed into one. So it, it does feel a little bit weird that uh that they cut a different scene for time where I feel like you could have cut like the second half of the episode if you wanted to. I don't know. You're not going to make a two-parter, I guess, on your first episode. But anyway, they need to
2: get yeah. Keenan needs to get his parents and his sister out of the house in order to solicit these uh, sale pitches from yeah. the people that they posted on, or people that read his post online. Uh, mm-hmm. And an aside on that is his sister, Kyra is her name,
0: um, Kyra, Kira, Ky- yeah. I think it's Kyra,
2: another like magnetic presence in the show i thought she was so funny as this kid sister who rats on her brother but also does it just to like stir the pot she doesn't Mm -hmm. she doesn't actually care about like morality or it like like enforcing rules she just wants to like fuck with her brother which i think is so realistic and so funny uh like at one point they the dad asked like how was school and uh kara says oh you know keenan went to the principal's office and he says how did you know about that And he's like well you had a 50 50 she says i had a 50 50 shot uh because you go to the principal's office a lot and it's just like the way she delivers the line is just so like kind of carefree and Mm -hmm. uh like devil may care uh i guess that's two different things um but just like (laughs) like it's just like there she, to like be an agent of chaos, which is very she, funny. yeah. She
0: she loves the the Schadenfreude. Like yeah. she she's like if if my brother gets in trouble, that's just funny to me. Yeah, like right. I I come out I come out better, <laughs> and this is this is great. So yes, uh, but as much as she revels in the 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 issues that, that Keenan can get, she's also uh, madly in love with Kel and yeah. will will basically <laughs> do anything for Kel. And Kel, I get, I, I mean Keenan knows this and knows how to use this again. Against her, against his sister, uh, uh, Kel. I couldn't quite tell if he understood or not that this is the dynamic that's yeah. going on. But it I sounds like Keenan at least is able to use Kel in ways of like, okay, I need Kyra out of here. Kel, can you just ask her to do this thing for me? He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then yeah. she's like, Oh, I'll do anything for you, Kel. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he does. Uh, she like compliments on him on looking good, and he says, Well, I have been working out, and I can't tell if it's a. <laughs> Yeah, just like a comment to himself being like, yeah, I do look good without realizing (laughs) where it's coming from or if it is something that he does actually
0: understand. So the plot here is okay, I need to get my parents and sister out of the house. How are we going to do that? Um, I I think this is like a really interesting bit of of uh, fore- foreshadowing, I guess, that I kind of missed on my first watch, and then when I rewatched it, I went, oh, I guess that works. When they're going through the cereal boxes, and they talk about, okay, we didn't find the thing that got us the $10,000, all we found were in 700 boxes of cereal, mind you, they found, like, a small handful of sticker sheets, uh, they got a couple of little toys, and then he said we got a bunch of circus tickets. Um I I totally missed that Yeah I missed it too But then their idea And again I feel like they missed a scene here Like somebody was going to have a scene And then they cut it for time But the, the plan seems to be Okay let's pose as a radio station and call the house Not that you have to call the radio station Yeah <laughs> uh, Because that would be too much like the real world But the radio station randomly calls you Person who's not currently listening to the radio And And the dad answers the phone And uh, Kel is in the other room As the voice of the radio station He's also calling on the landline Pretty sure you can't call the same landline uh, <laughs> that, you're, that you're on yeah. But again, who cares um, So he poses the radio station DJ <laughs> And he's like hey I've, uh, If you can answer this question You get free tickets to the circus How many tickets who the fuck cares doesn't matter <laughs> um, <laughs> And he's like okay sh- Yeah okay and he sounds super Excited about going to the circus, what's for the circus uh, dude? <laughs> I guess um, And <laughs> So he's like alright what's the question I'm ready <laughs> And the question is what time is it and Keenan immediately is like oh my god my man is so stupid why would you ask a dumbass question like that uh but but the dad eats it up and he's like oh what time and he, and he looks at the wife and he looks at Kira and the, and the wife and they're like I, I don't know it's like 6 like, uh 6 30 and like yeah you're right <laughs> you won click <laughs> not even not even how know, are they, you going to get these tickets exactly how No, no, many in, do you need? The, the
2: father hangs up it's not like the yeah. radio the supposed radio station <laughs> hangs up and be like we'll be in touch it's the father that hangs uh, up
0: and uh sometimes sometimes cool. that shit don't matter it's just it, this is a kid's show it's and kid's show. this it, is the first kids show we're doing it makes sense on if you're a kid. pilot
2: program and there is like leaps of logic here that are probably there for convenience listen i have a daughter she's a year and a half and i've watched some dumbass kid shows when she's <laughs> inconsolable and i just need to put something on and they don't give a fuck they'll just like <laughs> do whatever is convenient to advance the plot yeah. and to get those characters into a new pretty environment so that the kids yeah what if there out. were
0: some pretty colors and there was some noise yeah uh and and this is a little bit more sophisticated than that sure. but not by much <laughs> uh So yes, they all have somehow gotten these tickets to the to the circus. I I imagine if I had to make the the logical leap here, it would be oh we'll mail them to you, and then Keenan just put them in the mailbox at one sure, day. Yeah. I, that's that seems that's all like, I can think uh, of.
2: Understandable. <laughs> but, like them getting the tickets um, is the least of my concern.
0: Yeah, but it was it was funny to me on that second watch of them going, oh, all we found were all these circus tickets. And then that it's like, how did they get the circus tickets to even give to their parents? Uh, And like that, well, they found them in the cereal boxes. Now, I don't know why a uh, cereal company is putting tickets to a local circus in their cereal boxes. But I guess, again, kid kid logic, let's let's stop.
2: Listen, (laughs) not think about it too hard. I went through I went down our YouTube rabbit hole of people opening uh, sports cards. uh, um, (laughs) Sure. And they stuff those with promotions to like be a kid reporter at the Super Bowl, and they'll put them in expired boxes. Like, well, sure, but that's
0: also to the fucking Super Bowl. Like, that's a national thing. You can you put that in a there
2: are regional cereals. It could be like all over the Midwest. If you're saying that Google
0: Puffs is a is a Chicago only cereal. Maybe that. maybe that's why Rigby's talks 700 box exactly, I'm sorry, 706 yeah. boxes of Google puffs at their store is Chicago's own Google puffs. Yep. Uh it's it's just funny. It's it's good. It's I funny, I think yeah. it's good. It's, it's I, dumb I,
2: but and it is like incoherent also and doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, but it does get, get them out of the house, which is the important thing. The so So they're about to leave uh, and Kel comes over because, of course, Kel comes over and he just uh, walks right in. Uh, And I think this is the most Family Matters style joke of the show. And I think the best joke of the show where the dad just looks exasperated that Kel has walked in for with with like no care in the world. And he goes, Kel, is the door is the doorbell broken? And (laughs) And Kel just completely straight faced goes outside, rings the doorbell time and time and time again, just hits it a bunch of times and goes, Not nope, it works <laughs> <So good. laughs> uh just taking taking it literally, taking it face value yep. uh it's so good i I love it and and the dad just gets more frustrated, and Keenan comes down the stairs and he's wearing a robe because I guess he's, uh, he's I don't sick. know if he's. Yeah. Is he playing sick or just playing that? Oh, they only got three tickets, so I'm just hanging out today. Whatever, uh, we're just going to be at home. <laughs> but he's like, Who, "Who's ringing the doorbell?" ah, like, oh, it doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> and so the the parents and, and Kyra leave. Uh, Keenan takes off his robe, and he's wearing just regular street clothes underneath, and he's ready ready to do some deals and this i mean i think that joke is the best joke but this is the best scene in the episode where they start kind of fantasizing about what they're going to do with this car and they're both sitting on the couch together and they start miming and doing like this little routine of being in the car and they're making their own sound effects it's
2: like an improv warm up exercise where totally the the class at at the beginning of the class people are like "Uh, pretend you're in a car and with your partner and and they do like all the sound effects of turning on the car what what another thing that i think is very funny about this is that when keenan pretends to turn on the car it doesn't start right away it doesn't turn over
1: and uh-huh. so like
2: even in his fantasy the car's shitty <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> very funny
0: i mean hey you, you know you can't dream too big right that'd no, be exactly. that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, yeah but I mean, the, they they just have fun with it. They, they're so good, they're yeah. turning in the car, and they're both like moving as Listening as music, like the momentum yeah. would take them. They're turning, yes, they're turning on the radio, and Kel's doing all the different songs on the radio. Uh, at one point, Kel asks if he can drive, so then they get out of the car and make the door sound effects and flip around, and then Kel just sits there, and Keen goes, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I, I don't know how to drive." Yeah, <laughs> so uh, like they they just have fun, and when I'm watching this it goes on for a while like this is this is at least a scene that lasts like a minute or a minute minute and a half something like that uh, a long time for you know a 22 minute television show and i i feel like what i'm watching here is why they made this show in the first place is this feels like something that these two guys would have been doing on the set of all of that between between takes between things that they're doing um or or like you said maybe it is like some kind of routine warm-up thing that they did as hey kids let's all let's all kind of get warmed up before we start doing the show uh but it feels like a routine of something that they've done and i feel like like just if they if they did this in a backstage area somewhere this is what the nickelodeon executives or the producers saw and went Oh, these these two are just so much better at this. We need yeah. to they have such chemistry. This is absolutely what we need to build a show around. And then they kind of just built this episode of I don't know, whatever it is, just make it something with a car so they can do they can do this little car routine for the first episode cuz it is all just built around this exact scene. And it's great. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um like there's even there's even a time where they both get out of the car and Kel like sits on the on the arm of the couch and Keenan's like hey get off the car or, or something something to that effect <laughs> or it's like wow they they are really just pulling this pulling every bit out of this joke. Uh, before they get to the the doorbell, and the first person who wants to sell them a car is there, and he points out the car, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, great, uh, we'll come in. Uh, and then we cut to another another person coming in, another person coming in, and now their house is filled. Yeah, filled this is, with. This is in real
2: life. This isn't the fantasy. This is the problem that comes from posting the online ad
0: right so all these people have, have come way too many people that they they weren't ready for also they don't have the money yet because chris was supposed to come by earlier to drop off the the money that he made from the from the comic book sale and now they're all wondering like hey uh whose car are you gonna buy also where's the money and they're like oh god oh we're in such trouble because they don't have the money and then chris finally shows up and perfect chris great give me the money we're going to figure out which one of these cars to buy. And Chris uh, breaks the bad news of, oh, um, yeah, all the comics are worthless. I'm like, what are you talking about? You said they were they, you said they were going to be worth a ton. He's like, yeah, well, they would have. Uh, but the my my uncle said that the scratch and sniff parts were used up and it, it made them worthless. He was so addicted to the scratching yeah, and the sniffing. He's the that he one who's like been scratching and sniffing these them. comics. Yep. And uh, man, I understand kid logic or whatever, but uh, this is fucked. This is theft. This is your this is your boss at work who has who have made a deal with you that Keenan can even negotiated this deal of hey, you get five percent of whatever of whatever this sale is. They had a verbal contract. <laughs> And your boss Who is doing better than you Financially uh, as your boss Probably uh, barely at this point Maybe I mean I mean I'm sure He's middle class too but he's certainly making More than the broke teenage kid of Keenan sure uh your boss goes and destroys something of yours that is potentially valuable, thousands and thousands of dollars, enough to buy uh, at least a beater car. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I ruined them. And the show's just like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. And are like, no. I like this. Motherfucker. This is why I like this. We live in an age
2: where everything is so serious all the time. And, like, everything is... And I'm not, I'm not advocating for, like people being shitty. What I'm saying is that like, he is someone who they clearly see that cannot control himself, that he Mm -hmm. loved these comic books so much. Like Kel didn't think these were of any value before Chris said that they were of value. Sure. And that he just like really respected them. And then also just like enjoyed the visceral experience of, I guess, scratching and sniffing in them. And they just Mm -hmm. forgive him immediately. The bigger problem is the, is the mistake that they made, which was posting an online ad, to buy a car and everyone shows up fills the house with it and eventually his parents return to see the house filled with a bunch of strangers i'm
0: just i'm just telling you if i had handed you a first edition holographic charizard card and i said pierce can you sell this for me you've never done
2: that i would like you to do that at some point
0: (laughs) (laughs) if i said pierce can you sell this for me and we'll split the money 90 10 whatever and you came back And you said oh actually I just Tore the card up and threw it in the Garbage sorry I would want you to pay me the fuck back Yeah but what if I told you that I
2: am incapable Of not tearing up Pokemon cards When I receive them
0: If you're telling me that they knew Chris was a fuck up and they let him Take these comic books anyway I'll agree with you Sure who absolutely best friends with. Kel is a fuck up <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, um, let's.
2: I, we the, the the actually the least interesting part of this episode is from. The the car impersonation onward. Yes, and that, like- which
0: which to me like what are you doing? This should have been the end of the episode yeah. because then you get the classic end of a sitcom. There's a bunch of fucking people in this house. Yep. You don't have the money. Everybody's angry. The doorbell rings and they open the door and it's the parents and Kyra. Why are the parents ringing their own fucking doorbell? Why don't they have keys to their own goddamn house? I don't know, but they ring the doorbell and Keener opens it and he's like, oh god, and he shuts the door on them. This yeah. is it. This is the show. This is your threes company moment. Everything has come to a head. OK, now now you just have. Oh, now Keenan is in trouble because of the car shit. Um, he's uh, Kel does something. I don't know. And then we go to credits. That's a show. And they decided, actually, no, it's not the end of the show. What if we had a whole second part of this episode that is a completely different show that just also so happens to be about sure. getting a car it, why why'd they do this
2: <laughs> so we go back to rigby's and kel is, or keenan is working and uh someone overhears him and kel talking about buying a car and offers to sell him his car for a very low price of two hundred dollars down two hundred dollars later mm-hmm. um and he gives,
0: and they look outside and like, you want to sell us that car? We never yeah. see the car, but they sure. like this is this is apparently a nice car, and and the the guy is like, oh yeah, it's my mom's car. She can't drive it anymore, and I just need to get rid of it. You guys seem like nice guys, so I'll sell it to you for this incredibly uh, cheap price. That uh, this car is absolutely worth Let's more say, than y- that. Here, but... you
2: like doing this four hundred dollars?
0: Sure, yeah, in nineteen ninety six. Uh huh.
2: It would be. Actually, only seven hundred sixty-nine dollars now. Okay, so still yeah, that's... very, very low.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Wait, no, that's I... not right. That's this is for some reason in twenty thirteen. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> four dollars in
0: nineteen. Yeah, it's actually four million dollars when you when you. Yeah, exactly. With all this. <laughs> uh... Thanks a lot, Joe Biden, for the inflation.
2: Well, we can't do those jokes because people will misinterpret them for
0: what they are. Sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> also, this is an evergreen show. So somebody's going to listen to this in 2060 and go, Joe Biden. What? Yeah, the,
2: the aliens will listen to this on the gold disc that's floating on the Hubble 2 and be like, yeah. Is, who are they talking They're about?
0: They're like, man, we got to get a hold of this Keenan and Kel show. It sounds yeah. great. It sounds
2: great, yeah. Is Netflix still around?
0: These uh, two guys love it. Uh, do you do you have the math? Do I have to look up it the is, math? No, no, it
2: is apparently uh, seven hundred and sixty nine dollars. That that was okay initially.
0: Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um so th- it turns out that this guy is uh weirdly not on the up and up and yeah. he is in fact uh he has in fact stolen this car. He is a car thief, And yeah. uh like like any bad thief, uh he returns to the scene of the crime to try to get the other two hundred dollars that he thinks he's going to get from the kids. Um and uh, we can rush through this. They 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 get the keys. They think, oh god, we got this car. Uh, a cop comes in and goes like, oh hey, whose car is this? They try to pass the keys off to Chris. And they're like, hey, we're under sixteen. We we we're not supposed to have a car. Um, so Chris is like, yeah, okay, I'll I'll do it. Do you a solid? I did ruin thousands of dollars of comics for you. So I guess this is the least I can do. And he's like, yeah, that's my car. And they're like, oh yeah, that car's stolen. So you're you're obviously in trouble. Um. So then Keenan has to explain, OK, it's, it's this guy. He's the real thief. He's supposed to come back tomorrow um, and we're giving him the rest of this money. So they do a sting operation. Uh, the, the joke here is that they give him kind of a safe word phrase of once you say, uh, what is it? It's the the. Uh, oh, God. Now I feel like Keenan. I have also uh, forgotten the secret phrase. The, the chipmunk. Um... The chipmunk has pneumonia.
1: Yes, Chipmunk has pneumonia.
0: I think that is it Um, because they they know the pneumonia part because they have to learn it from the parents. Um, (laughs) Yes, the the monkey has a banana. Yeah, and, Um,
2: and, and Keenan can't remember it, so he keeps saying... Different he's, versions. Yes, he that. says a
0: bunch of different versions, which the cops being stupid cops in a kid's show, uh, don't understand. I, I mean he's saying weird shit. Obviously he's forgot the phrase, but we should go in and bust these guys anyway. Of course they don't think that. They need to hear the actual phrase. Um so while while they're trying to hold up the guy who is who's come back to try to get his the rest of his money, uh the parents come in and they're talking about having to pick up something because the uh Keenan's aunt or grandma or something has pneumonia and he's like oh pneumonia it's uh the the chipmunk has pneumonia and then the cops come in they bust the guy uh but they also learn the the parents also learned that uh keenan was trying to buy a car that is that was stolen um so now he's in super trouble at that point and the show's basically over and we get a we get a nice little outro sketch as well in front of the curtain And that's it Um, again. I I think I think you hit it on the the nail there where uh, this kind of second amorphous half of the episode is is just completely downhill from where the episode was going. But I don't know. It it worked out. It was fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's it it ties up in in the
2: way that kid shows of that time tied up and that it's like relatively neat. And and you can go on to the next plot line whenever next. hijinks that the kids are going to get into yeah it doesn't have anything to
0: do with I, this episode. I i still think it should have ended at keenan's house it would have wrapped up like a like a just a nice bow all the stories had been told at that point and then they just decided. i don't know we still have another eight minutes let's make up a whole new part of the show and just <laughs> tack it on at the end but I don't know. It got yeah. it got in there. It Worked out. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the. Uh, I mean, we, we both liked it. We we liked the show. Yeah, it was fun. It was it, it went by faster than I thought it was
2: because I was enjoying myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I, I, yeah, it was good. If you want to watch Keenan and Cal, it is on Netflix now. You you can yeah. watch the the series there. It is also on Paramount Plus. If you like okay. that i guess <laughs> so i don't know why you'd have that um, not netflix but go for it well i'll i'll tell you why is i've looked at a lot of other potential shows that we might do and um there's a lot of stuff on paramount plus not that not necessarily that i'd watch on my own but to watch an episode of for this show specifically mm-hmm. um so i don't know i don't think i'm gonna bite the bullet uh and get paramount plus i'm not even biting the bullet for max but um I don't know there there's some good stuff in there. Uh let's talk about the legacy of Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel would run for four seasons with 65 episodes in total. Uh episode 63 and uh, 63 64 and 65 would kind of get combined into a single final TV movie called Two Heads Are Better Than None. Uh I I seem to remember that. I think they go to like the desert, like it's a family trip in the desert.
2: Okay.
0: Something something like that. I don't that. remember that, but I remember, yeah. um I weirdly remember where I was when I watched that episode. Uh, So I think I think that was big. Um, The show was quite popular. It won a 1998 Kids Choice Award for favorite TV show. And uh, they they ended up getting a lot of guest stars for for Keenan and Kel. Bob Eubanks showed up for an episode. Britney Spears. Ever heard of Britney Spears? I know Um, that person. Uh, and it also had some crossover events with both Sabrina the Teenage Witch and uh, My Cousin Skeeter. Did, did you ever watch My Cousin Skeeter? Pierce? Of course, yeah. Yes. I, I'm a big fan um, of My Cousin
2: Skeeter. My, my parents would watch that with me because they we should, right, we, should
0: the we should absolutely we should absolutely do My Cousin Google Skeeter sometime on this. Every single episode. Of- Uh, Well, you're right. You're right. But we should we should prioritize that one. Uh, (laughs) um, And and then, like we said, this this show, uh, a spinoff of all that that was really popular, it ended up kind of paving the way for future Nickelodeon spinoffs. Um, We talked about Amanda Bynes and the Amanda show. Uh, An actor named Drake Bell was on that. And then he was on Drake and Josh. Uh, Drake Bell has been in the news lately for some not so great things. Oh, no, Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think he did some bad stuff. But then also, like most recently, he himself got kidnapped or disappeared for a while. And now just like recently showed back up and he's he's okay, everybody. Um, I don't know. Yeah, i I was a much bigger Josh fan this from Drake and is, Josh. Yeah,
2: Daily Mail, so take it with a grain of salt because I think this is sure Ruben M- uh joints. Um, yeah, Drake Bell slams trolls for calling him quote a pedophile. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, okay. We're yeah. Defending someone who's being accused of pedophilia. Uh,
1: so
0: we'll, uh, <laughs> you know, some someday we will do a Drake and Josh episode and we'll get into it then. Um, I remember liking Drake like and Josh. Memes. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I like it Drake and Josh and time. I specifically like, uh, Megan who went on to, uh, her herself, uh, end up being in I Carly and plenty of other stuff. Miranda Cosgrove. Um, I don't know that that seems like another fun show to talk about, to be able to talk about lots of other shows. Sure. Um, let's move on here. Famously, both Keenan and Kel auditioned for Saturday Night Live and Keenan obviously is the one who got the gig, uh, Kel unfortunately did not. They only took one of them, and like like we mentioned with something like Clifford, uh, Kel continued working. But uh, it did. There were a lot of articles that came out. There's specifically an Atlantic article that I linked to in our notes, and, and I read through that is literally titled "Whatever Happened to Kel from Keenan and Kel." Um, there was also a MySpace death hoax about Kel uh that he he had died and now uh, you know rip kel uh which you know that that seems he seems like the right level of celebrity to make something like that go viral right, of yeah. okay he's really important to this specific generation but he's not really important currently that that could get some clicks um and he had to come out on social media he's like yeah no i'm i'm not dead i'm here i'm i'm still doing stuff i'm i'm around um but there were also a lot of rumors about a fallout between Keenan and Kel. There were some, some interviews. Uh, TMZ uh, apparently uh, interviewed Kel, and Kel had said that Keenan wanted nothing to do with him anymore. That uh, he just doesn't want to talk about Keenan and Kel. He kind of wants to do his own thing. And while that seems like maybe that was true at one time, it's certainly not true anymore. They've the Keenan and Kel have come back together and done a lot of things together. Um, They were in a 2018 episode of Double Dare together where they had a Team Keenan versus Team Kel. Uh, They co-executive produced a reboot of all that in 2019. And most recently, there was an episode of Saturday Night Live with Kiki Palmer as the as the host. And they did uh, Keenan and Kelly, which was a uh, kind of reunion show sketch where they rebuilt Rigby's and Keenan is playing Keenan and Kiki Palmer is is playing Kelly and uh, she's gender bent Kel and Kel actually shows up and and is it's great it's very funny uh, it gets dark in some very funny ways um, and and I think that just led to a lot of good vibes and. Uh, A lot of people are like, yeah, I remember loving these two. And now that has led to a Good Burger 2 movie being greenlit by Paramount. Um, It's going to be on Paramount Plus. So, hey, another good reason to get Paramount Plus. Uh, (laughs) um, And they were on Jimmy Fallon. Both of them were. And then they were even talking about Good Burger 2. I think that's where they kind of announced it. And they had they even spoke about, hey, we just want to get as many ridiculous cameos as possible and and i think they've netted jimmy fallon on the show they're like do you want to be in good burger too and he's like yeah i'll do it i'll do whatever i'm (laughs) i'm a silly jokey guy can i can i break character while i'm there because that's what i have to do because i'm jimmy fallon i'm not a big jimmy fallon fan (laughs) um he's fine yeah i don't know he's okay he plays uh video games so i like him (laughs) That. Is that what it takes? You just <laughs> like anybody who plays video games. I feel like there are a lot of people nope. who play video no, games I'm not, who are I'm real not pieces of shit. Yeah, I'm, not I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not. I'm just saying
2: that that is a plus for Jimmy Fallon, who, for all I know, has not done anything all that
0: bad. All right, fair. Yeah, I mean, he's well. I don't know. He, okay, let's thinking. let's stop
2: talking about Jim we, talk Yes, about
0: we else. need to move on. We need to end the show. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have, well, we get to have a lot of fun here, Pierce, uh, because we were supposed to do something before we started recording, and we didn't do that. Didn't so now we have to do show? it live yeah. on the air. We have to choose the next thing we're doing, and yep. now we have to have people listen in as we try to figure out what we want to do. Yeah, Pierce, what do you want our, our next episode to be?
2: <laughs> our next episode is going to be number 10 and you, like, what
0: you said that like, you would do oh, anime. oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i thought you meant like oh it's going to be the 10th show on our list and i'm like oh we uh, what's no. what's number 10 on our list i don't number, know it could be we, cool this
2: will be the 10th show we've done and yes you said you wanted to get to double digits before we did an anime show so i think we yes should do an anime show
0: yes <laughs> all right you want to break the seal on that uh yep. i'm not i'm not going to stop you um uh, let, let me ask you a couple questions here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierce, what's your history with anime? I, I don't want to hit anything that you've seen before.
2: I've seen Cowboy Bebop, uh, okay. Akira, and then a lot of like the Studio Ghibli movies.
0: Sure. That's OK, about it. Uh, good. That's some. some and pretty and uh,
2: Evangelion. I've also seen that.
0: OK, I was, I, you know, I, I was going to say that one, not because I think it's some important pick, but as. I don't know that that would have worked. I think that is a good first episode. But uh, no, if you've if you've already seen Ava, we won't do Ava. Um, it, it seems like you have the, the kind of generally important ones. I don't want to do anything too new. Like I don't want to do Demon Slayer or Attack on Titan. Those also feel I want to I want to I don't know. I want to find something a little bit in here. Um... How would
2: I talk about my uh, my album choice? Uh, while yeah, you... OK, it's... so I, I have this. This has nothing to do with Keenan and Kel, but it's just an <clears throat> album that I'm really liking right now. It's a 2023 release called "Desire." I want to turn into you by Carolyn Polachek. Carolyn Polachek was in the band Chairlift for a while, who you might recognize as sort of this indie pop band from the late 2000s. They had a i iPod commercial song at one point, but Carolyn Polachek has completely reinvented herself as this amazing pop artist in uh in these 2020s and her latest album zyra i want to turn into you is so much fun it is so pulsing with life and these like soaring melodies that i really really recommend it um it's a it's an album that will be on a lot of top albums of the year uh, at the end of this year i bet
0: Nice, okay, Pierce. I've got two choices for you. Okay. They are two extremely different choices. Okay. Uh, one is Sailor Moon, uh, which okay. I have not. I have not seen Sailor Moon. Uh, I know we want to get like a lot of different types of shows in here, and I think uh, that is that is what is called a shoujo show, and that it is like primarily made for girls. And I don't feel like we've done a lot of women focused stuff on pilot program as of yet. So I think that could be a good one. Uh, the other one is a show called ping pong, the animation, which is one of the most beautiful shows I have ever seen. Um, and it's, think it's quite—it's quite a good show too. Either one, I'd be perfectly I, happy with. I
2: want to see that second show at some point, but I think Sailor Moon makes sense for okay. where we'll we. We'll definitely are. do and, both. And but... also, my like my understanding of anime—I I don't really have that basis.
0: Oh, I, I'm a little scared because I I've wanted to watch Sailor Moon and just like get that that legacy stuff and get that back in my brain to be like, oh, OK, now I can appreciate lots of other anime because I've watched Sailor Moon. Um, there's like a billion episodes of Sailor Moon. So yeah. I feel like, all right, we're going to rip off that bandaid. Now I'm going to have to start watching Sailor Moon full time. Uh, yeah, let's watch Sailor Moon. That sounds all cool. Right. I'll do, do that. Want... Very 10. cool. Uh, all right. So you already did your your plug there. Uh, For your album Mm -hmm. So I can run in and tell you a little bit About the the show and also What I'm doing Uh, You're listening to Pilot Program now so I don't need to tell you To go to shows.acast.com Pilot Program That would be be redundant Uh, No no point in doing that so I won't Uh, um, Instead I will tell you To go to Pilot Program Pod On Twitter that's our Twitter right Yeah. Yeah Pilot Program Pod That's our Twitter account tell us uh, if you watched Kenan and Kel, and if you liked it, and how do you feel about Sailor Moon? I don't know. <laughs> um, you a big tuxedo mask guy? I don't know. Yeah, anybody could be. Um, you can also follow me. I do a couple other things. I have a podcast called Gamers on the Go that is about handheld video games. I recently had a good friend... Uh, Jiggy-san, Matt Jaguar He and I talked about our favorite Game Boy And Game Boy Color games of all time Uh, So there's a lot of content there uh, From that Uh, So you can go to GamersOnTheGo.com and find any of that stuff You can also go to TheCasualHour.com Which is a network of Podcasts and stream stuff That I do with my two good friends Bobby Pease and Johnny Amazich. We talk about video games more generally uh, old stuff, new stuff, everything in between. And uh, we record that show every Wednesday at ten thirty PM Central on twitch.tv slash the casual hour. Uh, I think you can also go to thecasualhour.com and we have like a link tree that goes to all of our different things, TikToks and Twitters and all that shit. Um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, you got it. And then I also have a, my own YouTube channel where I do some recorded video game gameplay stuff uh called chasey k plays that's youtube.com slash at chasey k plays and uh currently i am playing through a game called steamworld heist which is a kind of turn based strategy game that i i find to be quite charming and fun and as soon as that's done and i'm, I'm kind of getting somewhat close to the end although i've been really slacking on putting those episodes out lately but once i do get to the end i think i'm gonna do a pokemon trading card game for the game boy color you after love that, that game as well I do really love that game, and I think that would make for a fun uh, game to record and have people watch as I build a deck and talk about some of the strategies that go along with that. Anyway, that is it for us. Sailor Moon will be our next episode, episode 10. That'll be fun. And, uh, you know, uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed your flight. Until then, thank you for flying with us at Pilot Program.